Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're Grant and Danny. This is The Fan. Welcome back and thank you for listening to the show as always. Kick off your future with the law firm of Kondori and Murad. They'll help protect your assets, update your will and trust, schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys, Visit kmlawyers.com and mention us, GND, to score yourself a discount. That's kmlawyers.com. As promised, kick off our final segment here. Stretch run on Grant and Danny. Caller number 10 at 800-636-1067. Dial now. Congrats. You are winning two tickets to see the Wiz and the Nuggets. Get to go see Joker. Sunday, January 21st, Cap 1 Arena, four days from right now. Kids Day at Capital One Arena, presented by Ticketmaster. 5,000 fans will take home a G-Wiz Squishy. For tickets and more event information, go to thefandc.com slash contests. Now let's get to the BetQL guest hotline and welcome on to the show our friend and weekly guest here on GND, Mark Schlereth, Odyssey NFL Insider. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice, Menev Skin 2. Mark's the host of the Stinking Truth podcast, covering the entire NFL Make sure to follow the Stinking Truth Pod on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. What's up, Mark? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Always fun, man. Big takeaway from the this past wild card weekend. Uh, I, you know, there's. I mean, there's so many. I mean, the tackling was horrible. Uh, I thought that was interesting, but you know, I think my biggest takeaway is no matter how much we try to make professional football, college football, it's not. And if you don't have a quarterback that can operate from the pocket and operate well from the pocket and dictate to the defense and out-scheme or out-play the scheme of the defense, you can't win in the National Football League. Like, ultimately, I know that we try to make a college football. It's not. The hash marks are different. The players are different. And I just, I just watch every quarterback that wins absolutely operated from – from behind the pocket. And the other thing that was interesting, and this has just been true, you run the football in this league. You control the line of scrimmage and you run the football, you win. You look at Jordan Love, I mean, 21 attempts. Uh, C.J. Stroud, 21 attempts and still 45 points. You know, 40-plus points with all those guys. What happened to the old adage where, where offensive people tell you all this crap about, hey, points come in the passing game? No, they don't. Points come when you dominate the line of scrimmage you run the football, and then that opens up one-on-ones on the outside. That opens up your passing game for play action. So 
Yeah, I, I just I, like there's so many misnomers out there. There's so much of this coach speak that's absolute garbage. And dominate the line of scrimmage, and you're going to win a lot of football games, regardless of who plays quarterback for you. What do you make of speaking of the difference between college and the pros? C.J. Stroud, his transition this year as a rookie, 23 touchdowns and five picks in his 15 games, and then he came out and was nearly perfect with the plan that they had against the great Browns defense. You wouldn't have known it because they took Cleveland's lunch. Yeah, well, I mean, that was a really close game uh, right up until Joe Flacco threw back-to-back pick sixes. So, like, it was a tight, good game. Um, But C.J.'s amazing. Like, C.J.'s ability to play with rhythm and timing is incredible. And, you know, I've had – I've done several Houston games, and I sat with C.J., and it's interesting because you guys in D.C., you know, Sam Howell and some of his struggles – like Sam Howell played his entire life in shotgun, never worked on his footwork. And, you know, the timing of, of the offense has held the quarterback's feet. We've talked about this before. But C.J. Strouds from Pop Warner has been under center. So this is a kid that operated under center in high school, operated, you know, 40, 50% of the time under center in college. This is a kid whose footwork is impeccable. And his ability to understand the concepts um, and put the ball on time because his footwork is so good is exceptional. Same thing with Brock Purdy. Same thing. Now, Brock Purdy played in all gun growing up. But when he got to San Francisco, that kid is so smart from the neck up football-wise. And he works so diligently on his footwork that um, he is he's absolutely incredible. But you see, like to me, you take these college quarterbacks that have never done that um, and never played in that style – it's a really tough transition for those guys. And I, I like I'm not taking like anything away from, from CJ. He was he was incredible, but he is he has worked so diligently and so hard. And then when you talk to that guy, just from a football acumen standpoint, that dude knows like he understands the game. And it, it's apparent when you sit down and you talk with a guy like CJ Stroud. Mark Schlereth with us here on G and D. I'm stunned at the Dallas Cowboys, how they came out in that game. They ended up losing by 16 points, but everyone who saw it knew it wasn't that close. They were down 27 nothing, just totally flat, defeated, etc. A, love your thoughts there, but B, Mark, 36 wins over three years, 12 wins a season for three straight years, one road playoff win against an old beat-up Tampa Bay team last year to show for it. Kind of unfathomable, huh? Well, no, not for me, no. I mean, go back to the Sting Truth podcast, September 2nd, where I said, hey, they're going to win their division. They're probably going to you know, they're probably going to have a great record. They're going to take a dump in their helmets come playoff time. Like, ultimately, you look at the way they're structured from the top down, and you guys had that in Washington for years with Daniel Snyder running the organization. Like, you can't run an organization like that. Like, here's the deal. In, in early September, late August, early September, they traded, for, they traded for Trey Lance to be a backup quarterback. Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott showed up that day, and Trey Lance was in the locker room. Like, they, they didn't even know. Like, your head coach doesn't even know that Jerry Jones is working a deal for Trey. How is that possible? How is that possible? And how, I mean, I'm a, I'm a former player. Players are children. Like, we're children. And like it's when, we, when a substitute teacher comes to class to teach your class, what are you going to do? We, we all, all 
all of us, all of us as guys, we, we're going to, you know, switch seats and we're going to pretend we're somebody else and we're going to see how far we can push it. And when your head coach has not been empowered, when he's been appointed but not empowered, how does anybody within that locker room respect him? Like, you know he's not truly in charge. And your team is – uh, like, he came out in the press conference and said, we weren't ready to play. How are you not ready to play? How is that possible? So that, that's the Dallas – I've said this forever. They'll never win anything as long as Jerry runs the, runs the show the way he runs the show. They, they won't. Well, not this year. And as you said, it's going to be an uphill battle the way it looks. If they change – well, let me ask it this way. Them and the Eagles, both of them are being talked about as possibly uh, making coaching changes after getting ousted. Do you think they should move on from McCarthy? Do you think the Eagles should move on from Sirianni? And I guess different question, do you think they will? Yeah, you know what? I mean, I always hate the I always hate the yeah, they should they should they should fire that guy, right? Um but there's something there's something like I will say this with, with Philadelphia, there's something that feels just like deeper than just coaching. Now I will say this. Sirianni, his first year, they were two and five. He gives up. He relinquishes play calling duties, which shows like, like he shows it shows something about him being humble enough to do that, right? Because that's a prideful thing. Turns it over to um, turns it over to Shane Steichen, and you know they go on a run, make the playoffs. The next year they go to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I think the coaching change that that Nick Sirianni made was one of desperation. You went from Sean Desai over to, you know, over to uh, Matt Patricia. What should have been done is you should have taken over play calling duties on the offensive side of the ball. And I know they had times where they were putting up points and doing all that stuff. But when you're struggling the way they were struggling, like that's one that is probably for me, like more egregious. And I, I do, do I think, like, I like Nick Sirianni. I think Nick's a good coach. I think they've done some great things with the Eagles, but um, that feels like something – that feels like something was fractured in their locker room more than more than coaching. Um, to just have that kind of collapse, to be 10-1 and one and have that kind of collapse is just – like, it's, it's just one of those things. And, and McCarthy, like, so you fire McCarthy. What do you, you're not going to empower the next coach. People have asked me, hey, what about Bill Parcells? Bill, I mean, excuse me, Bill Belichick. Well, Bill Parcells was Bill Belichick's mentor, the guy he worked for for years with the Giants. What do you think Bill Parcells is going to tell Bill Belichick about working for Jerry Jones? He did the same thing. Bill, he did the Jerry Jones did the same thing to Bill Parcells. They agreed. My understanding is they agreed not to sign Terrell Owens. The next day, Bill Parcells shows up, and Terrell Owens is in the locker room <laughs> after an agreement not to sign him. Mm. God, Jerry couldn't help himself. I mean, what other owner does a bi-weekly radio show and, and does press, post-game <laughs> press conferences in the locker room? You name one other owner. You can't oh. because he's a oh, – whatever. Like, that's that's who he is. So, yeah, fire him, but you're not going to empower the next coach, so what's it going to matter? So, Mark, you're not going to be coaching the O-line in Dallas anytime soon is what you're telling us. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't imagine. But, you know, I, I just, again, like, they won back-to-back world championships, won three and four years, 
back-to-back world champions, he fires his coach because he got more shine than Jerry did. And Jerry didn't like that. Like, he's not getting along with Jimmy Johnson because Jimmy's getting most of the shine. So, I, I just – like, that stuff is there, – there's something wrong there. And there's a turd in the punch bowl in Philadelphia. I don't know what happened there. Let's go to the games this weekend, Mark. Texans at Ravens. Ravens, the one seed, been you know kind of below the radar for a while, and then really exploded the second half of the season as everything came together. Houston's that great story. How do they pull off the upset? Write the script. Yeah, well, they're going to have to. To me, you're going to have to really run the ball. Go back and watch that San Francisco game on Christmas because on the surface it was thirty-three nineteen or whatever. On the surface, you would say, "Oh my gosh, they just got killed." But when you dig into the coaches' tape. I couldn't believe how much space, how much success they had, not only in the, in the past, in the run game, but the way they set up their passing game. Everybody was wide open. And Brock Purdy, I mean, you had, you had Ayuk, I think, had over 100 yards receiving. You had, uh, you had Kittle had over 100 yards receiving. McCaffrey had over 100 yards rushing. And you're limiting, you know, you, you turn the ball over, you threw five interceptions. Um, and, you know, you, you made those plays, but three of them were off tip balls. And, you know, I, I, look, I go back and I went and looked at it and talking to Kyle Shanahan, like I, I had a long conversation with Kyle Shanahan about it. He goes, man, I tell you what, we were like, we're shocked how much space we had, how much space we created. So you go back and you run the same offense because Bobby Slowick was, you know, an assistant coach in Washington when Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator there. Now he was working on the defensive side of that time, but but Bobby Sloak is their offensive coordinator. You're going to dissect that film, and you're going to see a lot of the same stuff um, that that San Francisco ran. Now they don't run the ball as well. They're not as efficient. They don't have the same fullback or the same tight ends that that you know that San Francisco has. So they're limited in that in that aspect. But that's going to be the script is. You're going to have to do exactly what what San Francisco did with the motions and the shifts and creating edge um, creating edge issues in the run game. Um, but the bottom line is, you just can't turn the ball over. And to Mark's point, the Texans 29th in yards per play running the football this year, so one of the worst. But Baltimore defensively, the one area where they were susceptible as a number three defense, best against the pass, they were 25th in yards per play allowed against the run. So. Maybe that's the soft underbelly there. Uh, how about the other of the, the games on Saturday with one seeds? You mentioned the 49ers and that answer about Baltimore-Houston. Uh, they are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite hosting the Packers, who suddenly have a quarterback in Jordan Love who seems to be playing very, very confident football. Yeah, no question. He's playing He's playing great. And I thought I did a preseason game for the Seahawks against Green Bay and Going back and watching the film, I thought, wow, oh, you know, Jordan Love, going back to the season before when he played a game for, for uh, Aaron Rodgers, I was like, wow, this kid has really improved. And then I had a long conversation with Rodgers about that because, you know, Aaron was – we all kind of knew Aaron was going to leave or retire or one of the things. I mean, he had been trying to get out of Green Bay for several years. Um, and, you know, I reported several years ago that – he had a deal with Denver on the table, and that didn't work out. But bottom line is that was kind of – we knew that was going to happen. So I was asking him about it. And said he really had kind of this heart-to-heart with Jordan Love. He goes, you know how I got good at playing? You know how I got good at off-platform throws? You know how I got good at that stuff? Is every day I went into practice as a scout team guy behind Brett Favre, 
and I tried to absolutely eviscerate our defense. And I worked on all that stuff, that motioning and, and you know, running and, and driving up in the pocket and throwing off platform and off balance and all that stuff. That th- Those are things that I worked at. And until you take that part of the game dead serious and then you look at the scout plays, because everybody runs the same crap, right? Everybody runs curl flat. Everybody runs deep overs and, you know, and, you know, play pass post over and everybody runs the same stuff. Like it's just no secret. It's just how much of you run and, and kind of the different nuances in how you want to throw them, but it's all the same garbage. And so you've got to take a concept that's drawn up on a card and then relate it to what we do offensively and then absolutely try to eviscerate the defense. And Jordan took like Jordan took that to heart and really improved like dramatically in practice. And and that was that's the start of them feeling comfortable finally going, okay, we can make the move now and we can move on to Jordan. And you just see him gradually get better all the time. And against Dallas, man, he made some throws off platform with somebody hitting him in the chops that were, were incredible. Um that said, I think San Francisco is is dialed in. I think they are dialed in. I think they're going to get healthy. They're going to get Armstead back. Um, they come at you in waves defensively. Uh, they play pretty simple, but boy, they are they are good. And their running game is literally second to none. Um, they they probably on the edge. They can block an edge defender. Um, probably. I would imagine anytime, like you just the eighteen nineteen handoff, right? Like you can block it with two tight ends, you can block it with a tight end and a fullback, you can block it with two tight ends lined up on the line of scrimmage, or one coming from the outside. You can you can take one tight end and you basically can arc release him and trap him with a you know another tight end or a guard or or it's just it's an infinite number of com uh, of combinations on how to block the edge. And what ends up happening is defensive ends get so beat up and their heads are on swivels because they don't know where it's coming from. Then they become, they become non-factors in the passing game. Like they don't rush the passer after that. It's, it's to watch them on film is pretty incredible. And I probably talked to 12 different coordinators, like an O-line coaches this off season. And every one of them was studying San Francisco's run game. Every single one. Like, we got to figure out how they're doing what they're doing. Mark, always awesome, buddy. Great to catch up, man. We'll talk next week. Thank you. Sounds good. Take care. Mark Schlereth, every single Wednesday on Grant and Danny throughout the football season. Always enjoy having him on. Uh, Mark Schlereth, our Odyssey NFL Insider. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. couple of NFL news and notes for you here in our final few moments. Mark Andrews was at practice today in full. He is basically off the injury report. Yeah. He has been activated. Uh, so he is going to play this weekend, it looks like, for the Ravens. He had 10 games under his belt before he had a serious injury. A lot of people thought could cost him the rest of the season. But he is back. He was on pace for 77 catches and about 950 yards when he went down. This is a guy who once had 100 grabs and 1,300 yards at the tight end position. He's a star, yeah. He's their best weapon for Lamar Jackson, in my opinion. With all due respect to their wide receivers, and they've gotten them involved more, including their rookie Zay Flowers this year. I think Andrew's coming back is a game changer.
for Baltimore's offense. Huge boost. Yeah. I mean, it makes you makes you multiple, right? I mean, if again, if you, you get that matchup and against a base defense, he can run by any linebacker. He's, you know, more physical than most safeties. Or if you want to go light in the box, he can, you know, knock nickelbacks into the stratosphere. Uh he is a weapon for them. Really, really good player. Adam Schefter had this report just a couple of minutes ago. The Panthers have completed a virtual head coaching interview today with defensive coordinator in Dallas, Dan Quinn. So Quinn is now interviewed for Carolina's job. I'm slightly surprised with how many people are even taking interviews from David Tepper, mm. but I guess I shouldn't be. You know, Snyder was always able to hire people. It's not like at even at his worst when I thought there's no way anyone's going to come work here. Now, he never wanted to hire a GM, so he never did. But from a coaching standpoint, Jay Gruden was sought after when he brought him in. Ron Rivera was beloved. Dallas was going to bring him in for an interview. Chicago, I, mm-hmm. I think he had three interviews lined up, and he just happened to get a deal with Washington before he went to the other places because they gave him full control. But I kind of thought the Panthers were going to be desperate and have to pay a big loser tax, and maybe they still will. I think they still will. But, but there's but a j- lot of people that want that job. Well, Because, again, they're, I just, there's so few. They're just so few, right, I, of those I still gigs. think a bad job is, is worse than no job. Like, if you're Dan Quinn, you go there and it doesn't work, you never get another opportunity. Is that better than being in Dallas and having another productive season and interviewing somewhere else next year? Not great to question. Me. I mean, you, you may also go, I'm not what they're looking for anyway. Talking about being a head coach, I may only get one more shot to get my pay bump to get my five, six, seven million bucks a year. I'll do that for a few years or maybe less until this tyrant fires him. I don't know. Also, these guys are all such alphas. They think, I'll fix it. I know everyone else has gone in there and hasn't worked, but maybe it works for me. Tomorrow, we're giving away Wizards tickets on the show at 4 o'clock during our Beltway Blitz here on Grant and Danny. Looking forward to that. What do we got on the itinerary tonight, Daniel? I have no idea. I don't know what I'm walking into when I go home right now. Do you, you have, have any, any, do you have any clue? Do you have basketball or anything? No, we, we've had nothing but practices canceled lately. The purple team's getting screwed. I'm going to talk to the league. You should send a letter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send a sternly worded letter. Probably want to hear you complain about what's going on. That's what you want. With the practice schedule. For Darius and Ryan, Danny, I'm Grant saying so long. Thank you for listening. We are back at it tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Thank you for coming. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.